Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Every episode, I aim to bring you the first principles of real estate that you can apply, regardless of where it may be that you find yourself anywhere around the world. And today I'm talking about whether or not you should consider getting into real estate, how much you can expect to earn, the skill set that you need, and ultimately, how do you go about that final next step? So I'm holding an event on my Facebook page, which is Dave Stockbridge's Real News. That's my forward-facing retail Facebook page. It's not around training. It's not around any other services to the real estate industry. It is really, that is my mum's and dad's page. That's the page that you'll go to to see my listings. Uh, You'll see exactly what I'm up to in terms of my day-to-day real estate business. If you just jump onto there, Dave Stockbridge's Real News, you'll see an event that I've formed, which is all around the information that I'm about to share with you. Um, And of course, in that event, I'll be going into great detail around all of these issues uh, and matters which I'm about to summarize for you when answering that question as to whether or not you should get into real estate. So who should consider a career in real estate? Who succeeds most when they join the real estate fraternity? And what is it? And why is it that perhaps you shouldn't get into real estate at all, perhaps? Well, the people that, in my experience, that have succeeded in real estate come from all different backgrounds. Uh, when I first started selling real estate uh, now over 24 years ago, it was thought that young people really weren't the demographic. Um, and of course, we've seen that flipped on its head. We've never seen more people under the age of 30 writing over a million dollars a year in, in real estate than we have in the last 12 months. Really, the idea that real estate is a bit of an old man or old woman's career is definitely uh, something that's been debunked over recent times. And so anybody who's of that age where they're coming out of school and wondering what it is that they should do in life should definitely not discount real estate. Um, you can succeed in real estate and, uh, and, and there's no barrier to you to do that as perhaps there, the, there was preconceived barriers some years ago. So definitely, you know, if you're just out of school and you're considering what it is that you might do, real estate is a really exciting path and a, and a great way for you to be able to um, take that entrepreneurial spirit and apply it to an industry where you can really help people um, do great things in their lives. Um, we find a lot of um, housewives, you know, mums that have raised families. You know what? Quite often, it's that particular demographic that occupies the the real top percentile of high-performing agents in the world. Time and time again, you'll go to a real estate awards night and it will be women in their 50s and 60s that are picking up the top gongs for the evening. It's not... It's not unusual and it's quite uh, something that's consistent across brands that women, more mature women that have raised families um, and have come into real estate later in life succeed to, to a really, a really a high standard. It'd be actually really interesting to, to see the statistics of how much more women over the age of 55 earn in real estate compared to men. Um, it'd be a very, very, very interesting stat. So, but uh, time and time again, um, this has been my observation. And the reason for that, I think, is because women um, that have had to raise families are particularly well organized. They've already got great discipline. They've got great communication skills. And they... 
really, you know, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. And a lot of women that have raised families with multiple children and balanced the, you know, the, the management of a household, they've been paying the bills, they've been keeping on top of everything. Those, those people find real estate a breeze. Often it's men in their 30s and 40s that really struggle because they tend not to have those same organizational skills. Um, and so what I'm essentially saying to you is it doesn't really matter if you're a kid with no experience at all or you're a woman with a lot of life experience um, who's maybe got another 20 years to work. The reality is, is that real estate is an open door and there's opportunities for everyone. So don't think I'm a xyz and so maybe i shouldn't be getting to real estate now or maybe i'll wait until i'm older or maybe I'll, I'll i'll wait until the kids are all grown up and left home or maybe don't create those excuses for yourself if you've got some kind of inkling deep down inside that real estate's a career that you want to explore then i do suggest for you to explore it i'm not necessarily saying to you, for you to do it but i am saying that it's definitely worthy of your exploration um I'd further like to say that some of the uh, disciplines that are required of a real estate agent might well fall into your skill set. And so if that's the case, then um, you can definitely consider that real estate is uh, one of those professions that should be on your hit list if indeed you're considering uh, a, a, a career move in the not too distant future. So if, if you've got any experience in, uh, if you like reading, um, in other words, you, you might not have created a whole lot of content before, but you really like digesting it. Um, I find that people that are really good at reading are normally really good at writing. Um, they understand the craft really well. And so if you're a good reader, uh, chances are you'd be a good writer. And if you're a good writer, then content creation is really, that's the core of all of your marketing material, whether it would be a write-up for a property, in other was an editorial that you create, which is normally between 500 and 1500 words um, for the property that you're seeking to sell, or whether it be uh, a newsletter that you'd send out on a weekly basis to uh, those people that have been kind enough to follow you and join your mail out list, or whether it's simply uh, creating uh, a really topical um, a piece of content around what it is that's going on in your world or in, in the real estate space in your particular area uh, for your Facebook page. Um, all of those things require good copy uh, writing skills. And so if you're a good reader, I'd say you're a good writer, and I would consider that these are skills that are really necessary because marketing is at the core of a successful real estate career. Um, another thing, if you've ever, ever had any uh, experience in marketing, then uh, branding. Branding is super important. Now, uh, in often cases, the large real estate brands uh, that uh, proliferate most marketplaces um, have much of this game covered for you. So if it's not a strong suit, then teaming up with a, a, a good brand in your area will certainly uh, help you, especially early on until you really get your head around it. Um, the and, and I guess he, this I'll speak to this as we get towards the end of this particular broadcast because for some people, uh, being mentored and and within a, a a particular brand is going to be really good for them. For others, they'll they'll suffocate and want the freedom to go out and do their own thing. And I'll I'll step you through maybe who is what um, as we get towards the end of this broadcast. But if you are good at personal branding and you understand the value of a personal brand, then you'll do really well in real estate. And who are those people? They're, they're people that um, have been in observation of or perhaps are themselves um, 
influencers on social media. There's so many people that have got 10 or 15,000 people that like their page. They're, they're hardly superstars on social media, but they do have a, an ardent following and they understand the art of curating that following and that, and how to respond to that following in such a way as to maintain their attention. And that is at core personal branding, understanding how it is that people respond to you and your brand and how it is that you can influence conversations is uh, something that will keep you in good stead if you're seeking a career in real estate. Of course, personal branding can extend beyond just you know w- w- what it is that you say and how you say it is how you present yourself. And um, for some agents, that's getting all dressed up in a suit and, and, and looking like a banker and, and other real estate agents, it's being much more casual. And you've really got a great deal of scope as to how to how you present yourself in in the world these days and there's no real rights and wrongs about that I, I know of one successful real estate agency for instance that has a casual dress policy and all the agents look great and they've got designer jeans on and casual neat casual shirts on and you know often they'll still throw on a jacket to look smart and um, they've got their you know beautiful shoes and, and everything they, they look great but it's a certainly a different sensibility to that agent that turns up on your front door in a cheap suit that's nice and shiny with their uh, $15 shoes and stuff. So it's not necessarily what you wear, it's how you wear it and how that fits into your overall personal brand. Um, because if once you've determined what your personal brand is and what your personal brand proposition, value proposition might be, then it's easier to design your materials in terms of what it is that you'll put in people's letterboxes, uh, what what your uh, perhaps your signboards will look like what your what your photo uh, or your images for instance your profile photo will look like on all of the major websites and all of that type of thing stems from your value proposition it stems from your personal brand so if you've got a strong understanding of uh, what goes into creating a, a, a strong personal brand then uh, you'll find uh, real estate all the easier So real estate really isn't about um, selling houses. It's really about getting listings. If you don't have listings, you don't get the opportunity to sell houses. So there's a couple of things here. One, you need to be really good at prospecting and you need to be really good at converting opportunities in order to do exceptionally well and especially early on in real estate. Even if you're not selling a lot of real estate, but you're bringing listings into the door, uh, chances are your boss isn't going to get rid of you because they know that eventually uh, that the sales will follow the listings. And so getting stock early on is a real key uh, for you uh, in your quest to establish yourself as a a real estate agent in your marketplace. Um, So uh, how do you do that? Well, you do that by way of prospecting. And prospecting comes in many forms. It can come in the form of being as basic as door knocking and going door to door and asking whether people want to sell their home. Uh, It can be in the form of letterbox dropping. Um, In other words, you've got a leaflet that you leave for people asking whether or not they want to sell their home. And there's any number or there's actually hundreds or thousands of ways of doing that and having and what what should go on that particular notification that you send out is going to vary depending on your marketplace and what it is that you're trying to achieve uh, also depends on the activity that you're undertaking at that time as well and whether or not you have active stock nearby there's a lot of factors that go into it but the reality is is that that's just one of the forms your letterbox drop material that goes out there of course your social media is going to play a huge role and for me it means the difference in six figures every year is what I'm able to extract as a result of having a great social media game and so these, these things are these things are all important in order to derive passive 
vendor inquiry. If you can create passive vendor inquiry, that's people picking up the phone and calling you to sell their home rather than you go necessarily the other way, um, then it, you will succeed in real estate. Um, there is absolutely no doubt about that. Um, of course, the, the skill set around negotiation is one that can be learned, but strangely enough, it's not one that's often taught uh, by those people that um, uh, that have the that, that teach those real estate courses. Um, so it's really a skill set that tends to be picked up. But there, there are people and cultures that are just naturally really good negotiators. Um, and then there's others that really need to develop that skill set. Um, and there are you can learn from the absolute best in the world and super quickly um, in this digital age where you can jump on a YouTube and, and listen to some, some of the best negotiators in the world share with you their techniques. I would suggest to anybody though that before they undertake any of these activities just to familiarize yourself with neuro-linguistic programming. NLP is a, a form of psychology that uh, has been used by marketers uh, since its inception uh, in order to, um, well, in order to sell more stuff. Um, but effectively, if you can do this well, then you will, without doubt, be more successful than if you didn't know about it in the first place. So definitely familiarize yourself with the basics around NLP. Understand how it is that people are hearing the words that you say. And, and also understand that sometimes great negotiation comes in the form of not saying anything at all. So familiarize yourself if you don't already have a great negotiation skill set with some of those uh, purveyors of excellent information around negotiation uh, because it'll, it'll keep you in good stead over a long period of time and might necessarily get you a listing, but it will definitely help you when you're standing in the lounge room negotiating with somebody who has no idea how to negotiate. Well, you must know and you must understand that the vast majority of the public, they have zero negotiation skills whatsoever. And if they do, it all goes out the window because they're in a highly emotive state if they're standing in a home that they love and want to make their own for many years to come. So, um, so but developing a skill set around negotiation is one of those things that you should be working on if it's not something that na comes naturally to you. Um, and I guess that... that follows on into negotiation. If you're somebody who uh, doesn't have a great deal of confidence within yourself to communicate succinctly and clearly, then it is something that you should seek to develop um, and, and do so quickly. Now, this is, these are all skill sets to learn. And, and, I, and I think if you've got a desire to succeed in real estate and you've got, you're really strong in, say, empathy, uh, you've got a great understanding, you really want to help people, um, then what you must understand that your barrier to doing that is really great communication. Um, and uh, so understanding neuro-linguistic programming is a key element to being a great communicator, understanding that communication isn't just the words that you say, but it's often in the body language that you hold. So uh, having an understanding around body language is often very helpful, not just so you can control your own, but so you can read that of others. Um, ideal in a marketplace which is very very multicultural uh, i would say that more than half of the people that buy properties from me are from non-english speaking backgrounds but strangely enough i can tell exactly what they're saying even though they're speaking in a language i've <laughs> i've got no comprehension of because people by and large act very very similarly and across cultures 
uh, when dealing uh, when dealing in property transaction. Um, so once you understand the basics around human behavior and body language, then you, you're able to essentially um, traverse the language divide and much to your benefit and that of your clients. So that's just another skill set to learn and develop if you uh, if it doesn't already come naturally uh, to you. So um, to recap, marketing, negotiation, communication, all of these things are key if you want to be in if you want to be successful in real estate. So what does successful in real estate actually mean and how much money can you expect to earn? Well, this is going to change a little bit from country to country. Um, we're in Australia and so we have amongst the most expensive real estate in the world as it turns out. Um, almost all of our major capital cities can be found in the top 20 list of most expensive places in the world to live. Um, partially that's because we're a prosperous Western nation um, and that list obviously features mostly uh, Western nations. Um, but also um, it comes down to people's ability to be able to borrow is, um, is quite relaxed here in Australia by world standards as well. So uh, we've got a robust banking sector. We have really low interest rates and we have a lot of people. We, we, we have a lot of people moving into the, the country. So much of our marketplace in Australia is underpinned by uh, migration into this country. Um, so we have a fresh pool of people that need housing uh, every year moving into the country. So putting even more pressure. And this is why you might find that quite a basic three bedroom, one living area, 50 year old home uh, within 15 kilometers of Sydney uh, selling for one and a half, two million dollars. That's not unusual. In my marketplace, in, in Adelaide, for instance, the average price of a property here uh, is, a, is a smidge under $500,000 at various months of the month, but let's say $450,000 is the average. Now, at $450,000, the average selling fee is about 2%. Now, I do naturally understand that selling fees in some nations are regulated. Uh, typically when they're regulated, they're higher than what they are when they're deregulated. In Australia, uh, it is all deregulated through all of our jurisdictions. So agents can charge what they like. You're not limited. You could charge somebody $50,000 to sell their house. If they're happy with that, good on you. But uh, something to keep in mind is that there are competitive pressures and when you are early on in your career in real estate, you're more susceptible to that competition. And so let's just work on a basis of about 2%. Now, 2% is about $9,000 thereabouts. So if that's your average selling fee um, of around $9,000, then... Um, well, let's, let's say that's the uh, that's the average and that, um, oh, and I'm just trying to think of my own experience at the moment where although that's a median value of property, my average is certainly less than that and I'd say it's somewhere floating around the 300 mark. Um, my average selling fee on $300,000 is $7,500. So let's use that as a, as a basis because they're numbers that I'm much more familiar with and can speak to with a, a higher degree of confidence. So at around that $7,500, and if I'm selling, say, 80 or so homes a year, that's about $500,000 in fees earned, half a million dollars. Um, now, most real estate agents, they work within a, a an office structure. Uh, and so the normal commission split for a commission-only salesperson in Australia is 60-40 in the favour of the of the sales agent. Now, because of superannuation requirements, uh, which was like a 401k, it's compulsory superannuation payment, um, is compulsory payment made by your employer 
to a superannuation fund uh, so that uh, for, for future savings. So essentially, we're not dependent and reliant upon a, a pension when it comes retirement time. We can uh, use those funds that have been saved up. Now, that's about 9.5%. So really, uh, even if you're 60-40, you're, you're really only earning half of that less tax. So when you run through the, the maths of a, of a half million dollar performer, uh, you'll soon see that out of that half million dollars, they get $250,000 less the taxes. It's around $180,000, dollars That's not bad money. That's not bad money for getting dressed up and standing in people's lounge rooms, is it? Um, so that gives you some idea as to what the earning potential is. Uh, once you've established yourself in real estate, and I'm, look, I will just, I'll quite happily say to you, I'm not the highest performing agent in the world. I've been amongst the highest performing agents in the world and I have sold over a thousand properties, but there are many agents out there now um, that are, are writing over a million dollars. And uh, uh, that, that, that's, uh, can, in some marketplaces, especially along the Eastern Seaboard in Victoria and New South Wales, there's more people writing over a million dollars than there ever has been before. Um, but, you know, I want to talk to a real situation and one that I can share with a, a great deal of confidence and understanding, and that is my own. Um, and so when I look around in the context of my own experience, I would say that I'm still um, at the pointy end of real estate agents in my uh, marketplace. So in my marketplace, we have um, two sales agents in particular, which I would say are, uh, are super performers and, and sell over uh, 100 properties a year. One would sell uh, close to 150 properties a year, the other about 120 properties a year. Um, and uh, so you can quickly see uh, where the million dollar uh, performers are uh, when you're writing a, a, that, that type of money, even in our uh, low value market compared to uh, the Eastern Seaboard, it's, um, you know, it's great money to be earned. Now, both of those sales guys, one's been selling for nearly 15 years, the other one's been in real estate for nearly 20, uh, and myself, I've been selling real estate for about 24 years. So what's realistic for a new person in the industry? Well, there are provisions in, in Australia, for instance, where a salesperson isn't allowed to go uh, commission only from the get-go unless they've got their land agent's license and are essentially operating their own business. There's a, there is a the period of time there where a sales agent uh, needs to get themselves established and so are probably going to be paid a wage. Um, now that's a, that wage is going to be around that forty-five to fifty thousand dollars a year. Surprisingly, about eighty percent of agents in Australia don't earn more than sixty thousand dollars a year. So you can see very quickly that it's the top twenty percent that are earning all the cheesecake. So. Uh, if you're a new person into the industry, how do you uh, how do you make sure that your boss isn't going to sack you? Well, very simply, if you're getting fifty thousand dollars a year, you need to be writing at least one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year to avoid the chop, um, and to be showing some kind of potential and maybe good for office culture um, as well. If you're those things, you're probably going to hang around for at least another year or so. So, how uh, is it realistic to expect that you could do one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in your first year? Well, it, it is. It can be achieved. Is it realistic to expect somebody to? Not necessarily, but certainly by your second year, you should be close to $120,000. Now, if you're working on an average fee, uh, of about that $7,000 mark, then you, you can quickly see that we're, we're talking about maybe two or three sales uh, a month. Now, if you're, if you're a sales agent and you're selling two or three properties a month, a lot of people might wonder what it is that you do with the rest of your time. But of course, that's prospecting and, um, and 
developing your personal brand and working on your social media and, and all of that type of thing because real estate very much is a long game. I don't think anybody can do real estate and say, look, I'm going to give it 24 months and see if it's for me. Um, I really do think you need a longer gestation period to establish yourself in the market. And that's not to say go, go easy early on. No, go as ridiculously hard as your energies will enable you um, and uh, to, to see whether or not you've really got it. Because um, the, the reality is one, that'll have the effect of accelerating your success if you're going to enjoy some. But it also means you know that you know for yourself uh, that you've really thrown the kitchen sink at it. And if you're not going to succeed, it's not through any lack of effort or energy from your perspective. But what you can look to do is you know sell those 15 to 20 homes a year if you can get to the 20 home a year mark then you're definitely paying for yourself and you're unlikely to get the sack uh, the idea then is to move incrementally um, by incre increasing your capacity by 20 or so percent each year and what you do find in real estate is that people find their level within the first five years most people have their fifth year in real estate for the next 20 years uh, by that I mean they find a nice level that's comfortable for them um, where they've got enough passive a uh, passive flow of uh, vendor inquiry that enables them to basically plot along from there on in they did all the hard yards in the first five years and now they're quite happy to uh, reap the rewards for the next few years. Um, you can't stay completely static, but the reality is that a lot of people work within the locus of their control. And so if they're used to earning $120,000 a year, for instance, and that's enough for them and they pay all the bills and, and, and everybody's happy at home and they get to drive a nice car and wear nice clothes and go to a nice place to work, then they're probably going to be happy um, and uh, stick to that. Other people, they have additional responsibilities. They're probably going to stretch themselves. And of course, we all know uh, those other people in our world who are overachievers and who will stop at nothing. They're so competitive. Uh, they'll stop at nothing to be uh, the absolute best. And what you do find in most real estate uh, agencies is that a, a definite pecking order arises quite quickly. You'll, you'll have your top performer, uh, then you'll have the one in behind that. And then typically speaking, there's a bit of a gaggle of the rest. And uh, then you've got your new promising uh, person in the office who's given it their absolute best. And we're not quite sure where they're going to establish themselves in the pecking order yet, but we do know they've got potential to do great things. And what any new, what any boss in real estate is really looking at from that new person is, is that person going to find themselves at the top end of that pecking order in the next 36 months? And if the, that person does have that potential and is throwing enough energy at it to make it happen, then you will find that your boss will confidently support you through those early days in real estate to ensure that you're closer to success and make you, and make yourself you know the the best the best salesperson that you can be so um, there's a bit of an overview for you which I hope is really helpful for those people that are uh, considering attending this event which is on the 28th of November uh, which you can book in via my Facebook page um, if you do um, then and you have any specific uh, questions that you'd like me to answer then through my Facebook page send me a message and I'll ensure that I raise that issue as part of that event on the 28th of November in South Australia that'll be at 7 a.m. do just ensure that you double check the times regardless of where you might be around the world that's obviously going to be different so make sure that you tune in make if you 
click the interested button then you will receive a notification and a message from me before we go live on the event um, so uh, as a, serving as a reminder for you to, to jump on board we'd hate for you to miss it especially if you're considering getting into real estate like I say regardless of where you might be anywhere around the world the first principles of real estate apply and I hope that you take away a lot from uh, from this uh, session um, it might just uh, save you years of heartache uh, in pursuing a career that's not right for you or it might just accelerate your success and get you into real estate sooner regardless of what that might be I look forward to sharing it with you on the 28th of November I'm Dave from Real and we'll speak more with you soon Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Property Pulse podcast. We've now had over 15,000 downloads from people from all around the world. I want to thank everybody who has tuned in. And if you have and you've enjoyed the content, then please, you know you found a home here on the podcast. Subscribe away to ensure that you're receiving notifications of all future episodes. I'm Dave Stockbridge and I look forward to bringing you more next time.